Texas Football Today is a production of Dave Campbell's Texas Football and TexasFootball.com. If you like the show, help us make it. Consider becoming a Texas Football Insider, our subscription package at TexasFootball.com slash insider. Besides helping to make shows like this possible, you'll also get two magazines, including our legendary summer edition and a year of access to exclusive content on TexasFootball.com. That includes stuff like premium podcasts, our archives. We've got all 60 years of the magazine digitized, recruiting analysis, and must-see insights from the Dave Campbell's Texas football crew. If all of that sounds good to you, consider becoming a Dave Campbell's Texas football insider at texasfootball.com slash insider. That's texasfootball.com slash insider. And thanks for listening. The Texas Football Today podcast is brought to you by Chocolate Milk, built by nature. Make sure you catch Texas Football Today live weekdays at noon on TexasFootball.com and on Facebook. And if you like the show, subscribe on the podcast vendor of your choice. Give us a positive rating and tell a friend. Yes, yes, y'all. From the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Mothership in beautiful Louisville, Texas, it is Texas Football Today, a show on the internet. I'm Ashley Pickle, the video director for Dave Campbell's Texas Football, a magazine, and texasfootball.com, a corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Whether you're watching us on Facebook, YouTube, I think we're still not on Twitch. We'll get that fixed next week. Um, Or texasfootball.com. Thank you for doing your part to support your local mediocre internet show also the podcast which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice we're in penalty kill mode right now um i today as we talk really slow until someone comes back to their seat I am Hi. sitting hey. here, sitting over there at the helm is Malpal. How Hi. are you, Malpal? Had to had to fix the camera real quick, but hey, I did it almost sneakily enough to where you didn't notice. But yeah, I realized halfway through you were like, "Hey, don't talk so fast," and I was like, "Oh, I've just been gunning it." Oops. <laughs> um, P- pickle was mashing the all gas, no brakes. Pickle, exactly. all gas, no yeah. brakes. Uh, <laughs> obviously. Matt Stepp, our Dave Hello. Campbell's Texas Football High School Football Insider, is here joining us. Um, today is Wednesday, December 10th, 349 days until Thanksgiving. December 10th, happy 25th birthday to Joe Burrow. Woo! <laughs> I'm sorry. Whoa. That was a little... Huh. <laughs> coming in hot. Cute. Yeah, coming, in, cute. coming in hot there, Mallory. <laughs> good quarterback. You love oh, good quarterback. Yeah, yeah exactly. She was pumped. Big <laughs> Bengals fan Big. over there. <laughs> We're, we're Big Bengals energy over here. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, so good. Real subtle there, Mallory. Real subtle. Thank you. So Thank good. You. Uh, could not agree more. Please, please pull that pickle. Like, can Woo! you pull that? Yeah. I mean, we're gonna tweet at Joe Burrow. Hey, yes. you've got some fans at Dave Campbell's Texas. Guys, football. my face is getting red. Don't don't do this to me. <laughs> I just glad you did it because if not, I was gonna do it. So uh, this is episode one thousand two hundred and ninety nine on today's show, my friends. We will go through and break down the five Texas high school football games that happened last night, do a little cleanup, and then we'll move on over to Mailbag Friday. So if you have any questions that you would like to ask, football, romance, travel, food, we're yeah. here for all of it. We're here. Pickle's here for the food. That's primarily what my job is here. Yes. Um, before we get there, though, Matt Powell, do we have first four through the door? We sure do. It was Tony Blaylock, Aaron Arbuckle, Rob Hadaway, and Terry Adams. Welcome in, fellas and lady fella. All right, Miss Terry made it into the first four this time. Let's yeah. go. Yeah. We love Rep- that. Repping for the ladies. I was six and a say, big, Always big lady power energy there. You yeah. love to see it. 
Welcome in, fellas and lady fella. Um, all right. There was football that happened last night. Five games, to the football, be exact. The football was played. Yeah, so let's go ahead and kind of run through them. We'll start with the lowest classification here. Stratford and Albany. Stratford came out 35-14 to 14 mm -hmm. and beat Albany in a game. that That's the only game that I missed so far on my picks. Yeah, so Stratford pulled away in the uh, second half. This was a close game. It was 17-14 at the half, mm -hmm. and then Stratford – uh, totally dominated in the second half. Cody, Cody Rennie, uh, he's been the guy getting it done for the Elks all year, and uh, they took care of business, and they're playing in their first state championship since, I believe, 2008. So representing for the Texas Panhandle. I believe they're the last Texas Panhandle team standing. So yep. uh, we will have some represent, representation in Texas Panhandle. And if you do not know where Stratford is at on a map, it is way up there in the panhandle. Yeah, like it's say, closer that's close. to Kansas than it is in Amarillo. Yeah, that's <laughs> wild. Yeah, it's pretty far <laughs> north. Pull up, pull up Google Maps and look up Stratford, Texas. And, uh, yeah, it's a long way north. Wild. So congrats to Coach Lovern and the Elks. We will see you in Arlington next week. Yeah, exciting stuff there. And then uh, 2A Division One matchup, which we have our state championship set now. As yeah. the game we were at last night, we'll go with Holly and Marlin first mm -hmm. in what a defensive slugfest that was. It was a slug. First off, great crowd in Weatherford. Awesome atmosphere. Oh, it was awesome. a big crowd. Both both communities showed up in a big way. Shout out Marlin's band. Marlin's got a great Legit. band. Uh, Holly had a huge, you know, Holly's, Mar Marlin, the visitor side at Weatherford's not that big, mm -mm. so they filled it up. Holly didn't quite fill up Weatherford's home side. Weatherford's got a really big home it's side. It's massive. And Holly probably had three quarters of it full. Yeah. So, great turnout for them. The Bearcats, um, I thought the key in this game was their defense. They mm -hmm. really contained uh, the speed of Marlin. Uh, other than Marlin breaking off that one big pass play on a screen, uh, Holly's defensive line really got after the Marlin quarterback. Uh, they forced four turnovers. And, you know, Coach Torres told me pregame, you know, hey, we have to play mistake-free football in order to win this game. Marlin didn't play mistake-free football. Nope. They turned it over four times. They had, I think, 14 penalties, and I think eight or nine were pre-snap. Man. There was one defensive offsides that was just a killer. They had – they had Holly on their own one-yard line, mm -hmm. second and ten. Yep. And it was like four minutes left in the game. And if you can get a stop there and force a punt, you're going you're gonna to have the ball the chance to go win the game with well, great field Well, and the safety – I mean, they almost had a – they could have gotten a safety right there. Yeah. And it was like that would have made up for the two failed – Two-point conversions. Two-point conversions because yeah. Holly kicked it. Marlon never kicked an extra point. Yeah. So that could have done that. And then you get the ball back with mm -hmm. four minutes left, and it was a totally different ball game if that wouldn't have happened. And it, that, uh, that defensive offsides turned a second and ten into a second and five. Mm -hmm. Got him six. out of the end zone. And then now Holly's out from – now they can open. They're on the six. They can open the offense up a little mm -hmm. bit. They don't have to be so conservative on the on their six. And he converted. And they got a first down. And that, that Marlin into the game basically. Yeah, that Marlin defensive line did a really good job of getting into the backfield as mm -hmm. well. So it was like that was that was their opportunity mm -hmm. to get that. So, but credit to, to Holly. Safety. Um, you know, Deontay Ramon was a great player last night. Um, he you know he's a receiver and he moved to running back last week when um. Uh, Holly's quarter, uh, running back got hurt and is out for the year. So Deontay Ramon uh, comes in and plays running back, does a great job on the defensive side of the ball, a real player uh, for the Holly Bearcats. But uh, so they're in, you know, Holly didn't, their first playoff appearance was 2005. They never made the playoffs until yeah. 2005. And they didn't have their first playoff win in school history until 2013. And now they're playing for a state championship. So credit to Coach Mitch Abels and that coaching staff. Um, the Bearcats are headed to their first ever state championship game. That was really cool. I grabbed him as soon as he was done high-fiving his players last night to to grab an interview for Bally, and it was one of those, like, when I, I asked the question, you know, Coach, you just punch your ticket to AT&T Stadium, and that was, like, the first time that you – I always love doing that because that was, mm -hmm. like, the first time that I saw him go – 
like he finally took a deep breath and yeah. it sunk in. So that was really cool. It's a cool way to put it too. When you say like, yeah, you just punched your ticket to AT and T State instead of like, oh yeah, you're going to state. You know, yeah. like it's, it's a cool way to, to kind of put. I feel it like in the moment way. they don't yeah. have time to process it because they're just celebrating with their no. kids. They're, right, they're, right. They, they just it's the coaches, another win to them. They won a ball game. Yeah, <laughs> he goes. I was stressed. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't blame him. <laughs> It was a, it, I, if I was a coach in that game, I, I would have been stressed as well. Yeah. That was a very, it was a very good competitive football. It game. really was. And then they will be taking on the Shiner Comanches. And mm-hmm. shout out to the Timpson Bears. Shiner ended up pulling out thirty-five to twenty-eight. They pushed Shiner more than anyone has mm-hmm. pushed Shiner this year. And it was, mm-hmm. I mean, it came pretty much down to it. it. One, yeah, Dalton Brooks had there. to intercept a pass. To Timps, be able, Timpson mm-hmm. had the ball looking to tie the game up, and Dalton Brooks had to come up with an interception. Real credit to Timpson for fighting back from a 20. They were down 28-7. Yeah. And they fought back and cut it to seven they twice. Forced some turn up, they forced Doug Brooks to fumble it. They forced it to fumble, and they, they made Shiner look human, mm-hmm. which no one had done all year. So um, that just shows you how good Timpson was. I think – um, if we were to do a post-mortem state ranking, which we don't do because the bracket speaks for itself, but uh, if Timpson, Timpson might be the number two team. Mm-hmm. So um, great effort for Timpson. They lose a really good senior class of 18 players. Most of their skill kids are back next year, so they still will be in the mix because they still have that dude in Terry Bussey. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Shiner, uh, they got a chance to go for a repeat. And, and you look at if you look at Shiner, if they don't have a meltdown in the fourth quarter of that 2019 Refurio game, they're probably going for a three-peat this yep. week. So, um, but Doug and Dalton Brooks are special. But the Shiner, the Shiner team around them is solid, and they're only getting better each and every week. So even though yeah. Doug Brooks is graduating, Shiner brings back 16 starters next Jeez. year. Yeah. So they're not, they ain't going away, guys. <laughs> no. They're going to be around no. next year too. Yeah. So yeah. that one will be the night game on Wednesday night. And I guess I'll go ahead and put this out there too because Tepper put it out there. Uh, it'll be Craig Way on play-by-play, Greg Tepper on color, and then I'll be down there on the sideline. So Man. we're kind of having a little TFT. A and Leslie McCaslin will be on the other sideline. But we're kind of having a little TFT takeover there. So on I Valley love, Sports love Southwest, to see it. You excited. love to see it. So, and I think uh, in the – in the DCTF booth in the press box, I think it'll be uh, me and Malpal on the uh, instant reaction. Po- instant yes, reaction video. yes, so we will. What's up? Very excited for that. My first instant it. reaction ever. We're gonna kill it. First We're day championship. <laughs> we are pumped. And then finally, uh, one more matchup was set last night, and that was in the three A Division One classification. Brock pulls it out in overtime mm-hmm. over Mount Vernon, thirty-five to twenty-eight, in just. W- when you want a definition of what you want out of a state championship or a state semifinal game, like, holy cow. What a game of ebbs and flows. Brock, Mount Vernon takes the opening kickoff, goes up 7 nothing. Brock scores 21 in a row. Jeez. They're up 21-7 at the half. And you're thinking, oh, Brock's got this thing under control. Mm-hmm. Second half comes out, Mount Vernon scores a touchdown, 21-14, gets an interception, ties it up 21-21, onside kick, touchdown, 20, it's 28-21 mm-hmm. Mount Vernon. You're like, oh, man, Mount Vernon's about to do this thing. And Brock? Keeps calm, finds a way. They uh, tie the game up, and then they get a break on the field goal. Mount Vernon was kicking a field goal to win the game. Sna- poor s- the snap, the operation of the snap and hold doesn't go well. Goes to overtime. And did you see the play that Brock scored the touchdown on in overtime? I did not. I had my dad. I called my dad on the way home from the game last night and had him give me like a replay of it. So Brock <laughs> takes tight end Nathan Jones, a Minnesota Golden Gophers commit, by the way. There we go. He reports Jordan in Brady as he there. reports in as eligible as an. El- he, he wears number eighty eight, but he lined up at center. He snapped the ball and held for. And it's a legal play. 
held held the count for uh, a beat and then went out and he was wide open. I'll I'll, I'll show it to you on Twitter after the That's show. That's wild. You, yeah, no, I if didn't. If you find it. it's it's on it's on social media. But yeah, it, it was a legal play. And uh, scored a touchdown on it. And then wow. Brock gets a defense uh, interception on defense, and that's ball game. That was Billy Mathis literally sitting there going, "All right, we've got apparently <laughs> we've got one. Here, here we go." What, what do you what do you call Ward Fasold? What's what's Ward's nickname? Wade. Wade. Hashtag according, Wade approved. According to Wade, uh, Brock had been working in that place since August and had been sitting on it all year. Oh yeah. And so that's credit the to, to Coach Mathis and the Brock coaching staff for finding. Been sitting on it for 15, slow burn there for fifteen oh, weeks, yeah. but they they pulled it out at the right time and got it done. So practice it every single that's one that yep. you practice every single day right before practice ends mm -hmm. and then they will be taking on uh Lorena because Lorena kind of just handled Lago Vista to be honest with you 55 to 17 was the final score there but I tweeted it last night Brock Lorena is a tasty yeah matchup. it's a banger uh look at Lorena's record they're 13 and 2 I wouldn't look too much at that they've won 13 in a row and they're one of the hottest teams in the state of Texas they have blast there i think they've won their five playoff games by an average margin of 38 points light work i think their closest playoff <laughs> game is 25 points and that was in the first round against hitchcock i think yeah. they beat hitchcock 53 to 28 and they have just been a bulldozer uh over everyone including last um you know lago vista took a seven nothing lead early in this game and i'm mm -hmm. like oh here we go vikings let's yeah. see what's happening yeah not so much i was 42 14 <laughs> at the half uh lorena Jaden porter uh red hansen uh their quarterback whose name escapes me this is a loaded Lorena team they're a complete ball club really good up front really good on special teams as well um I think Lorena and Brock is going to be an absolute banger on Thursday I think, yeah afternoon. and that's the second game it's the middle, middle game, game on Thursday yeah so yeah. I, I think that's going to be just an absolute banger of a football game so looking for I think you know I'm excited uh, about our uh, Wednesday night game with the two 15 and 0 teams playing and then mm -hmm. uh, I think Thursday's game is going to be a banger uh, the middle game with Brock and Lorena so so far our uh we're getting, Ten state title games and 11 man are off to a good start. Yeah, yeah, no doubt about that. So there it is, uh, just a little bit of cleanup from the five games last night. We, uh, we've got 10 tonight and then five on Saturday. So we'll be watching all those. And you're going to Sock tonight? Yes, I'm the going Sock out to game. Abilene to see a little, maybe see a little. It's got, I'm going to see history for sure. Regardless. Because, mm -hmm. yeah. uh, it, either Lubbock Cooper or South Oak Cliff is going to play for their first state championship. So uh, super excited. I actually talked to uh, – uh, Sock defensive coordinator Kyle Ward on the way in. Sock left uh, left at 10 o'clock this morning, so they're on their way. Did you see his tweet this morning? No, I didn't see uh, Kyle Ward's tweeted tweet. out, and he was like, uh, nothing better than a police escort through the hood, and he did the <laughs> the art thing, and I was like, nice. man, I love that guy. Nice. So, yeah, they're, uh, he said they're going to get to Abilene early and get the kind of go through – because this is South Oak Cliff's first road trip. I mean, they don't get out of the city much yeah. because – all their games are in the city. City, right. Uh, so and Lubbock kind of Cooper is a team that is that used, to, used traveling. to traveling. Yeah, so um, they're getting out there early. I think they're going to do a walkthrough at Shotwell and then go grab something to eat and then get to the stadium and kind of go through their normal pregame stuff. Good, so, good, good, good. Uh, yeah, so, That'll be fun. Uh, should be a fun game uh, you tonight. you got a lot of media brethren out there, too. I yeah. do. Um, our good buddy Mike Roach and uh, Guy Frazier. Hello, Guy. Hi, Guy. Uh, Guy Frazier will be at the game, so a shout-out to them. Uh, Mrs. Frazier, uh, Guy's mother, is supposedly baking some cookies for the crew so that was one of the questions in the comments so go. Big time. there you go <laughs> well, uh, what, we had a question about answer. cookies in the, in the comments yeah someone just said a step getting cookies tonight i'm so sure I, hoping uh, so, so. I'm a, <laughs> i don't like dessert very much i'm not a big not a big yeah. dessert guy but mm -hmm. cookie chocolate chip cookies, cookies? that's yeah, my weakness you can tear it up yeah 
Okay, well, we will. So there's a Thursday night breakdown. We'll uh, just a reminder: we are about to do Mailbag Friday, so please start sending in those yes. questions. But before then, um, we are Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon, talking football in the Lone Star State. We hope you will consider becoming a Dave Campbell's Texas Football subscriber at texasfootball.com/slash-subscribe. And one other thing that we hope you will do: if you go to texasfootball.com, you have the opportunity to vote for the Whataburger Super Team. So each year we put together the Whataburger Super. Team. It's 40 of the top prospects um, in Texas high school football in the state. If you think that you know a player that should be included on the Whataburger Super Team, we have a list up and we want your voice to be heard. So go ahead and go to texasfootball.com. You can go over to our awards tab, click on the Whataburger Super Team, and make your voice heard there for our Whataburger Super Team. Do it for democracy because we are democracy here at DCTF. Yes. Get your voice, Hard your stop. vote must be heard. Absolutely. That's yeah. how we roll around That's these right. parts. It is. <laughs> All right, Malpal, it is time for the. for uh, Honda. Take two. <laughs> I think it's that just works. Honda. Honda. It's Honda. <laughs> <laughs> it is time for a helpful Honda mailbag Friday. Still waiting on my Civic or Accord. Either one. I'll take an Accord, actually. For real. Honda. Do you have the Honda? Absolutely, read? I do. I'm ready for it. Go North for it. North Texas Honda <laughs> dealers want to help you score some great deals on award-winning Hondas. Stop by your helpful Honda dealer today or visit ntxhondadealers.com to learn more. It is Mailbag Friday, Helpful Honda Mailbag Friday, presented by our good friends, the North Texas Helpful Honda dealers. So, we want to answer your questions. Yep. Anything. Any questions you got for football, food, romance, travel, mm. whatever. We are here until... Mm, 12, 12, 35, 40. 12, 40. Yeah, okay. 20, 25 minutes. Yeah. So we'll hit the go road. I'm going to Abilene. Gotta yeah. Yeah. Got to get you on the road. So, mm. Malpow... Do we have any questions? Yeah, we got some in here. We got one question for you, Pickle. Oh. Mm. Me. Are you, you going to be people. on the spot? <laughs> are you going to be on the Shiner sideline? That is a good question that I actually do not have an answer to. My my dad asked me that last night. He was like, "Do you know which sideline?" I do not yet. Um, that is a decision that is over my pay grade. So mm. I will <laughs> smile and I will report on whichever team they tell yeah, me to. Right. So um, I, I, yeah, I don't know. Please I make the check payable to cash. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Seriously. I thought that I was going to be with Shiner the whole time. And then they had me switch over to see Holly yesterday, which I was super pumped about because then I got mm. eyes on both teams. So mm. that is left to be decided. Pickle but I'll be the, down there. So so Pickle is the authority on 2A Division One state championship. Any questions about 2A Division One? We'll be. Yeah. Ashley Pickle, Ask her. Because I'm an idiot. Yeah, same. Yes. I, I'm glad that we figured all that out. <laughs> same. Yeah. I'm pretty much useless at this point. So, What's next now, pal? Let's go with what do you think about the Shiner Holly title game? Oh, Holy what God. a segue. Man. Whoa. That is some producing right there, Mal Pal. Great job. She she had <laughs> that one teed up. Yeah. Producing with a capital own. P. Television zone, Ashley Pickle with the analysis. <laughs> um, okay, here's the thing. I I was gonna put a lot of stock into what I saw from Timpson, the Timpson Shiner game last night, because what I saw when I watched them in person against Refurio, that was hard stuff like no one's standing close with them. They showed that Shiner, like you said, can be humans. Um, what I think after seeing Holly last night, Holly's defensive line is really good. Mm -hmm. I mean, they're not big, but they're really quick. And they they're really, active. yeah, they can really kind of just buzz around and get into the backfield. So that is going to be key. They're going to have to have the game of their life to be able to stop the Brooks brothers. I 
don't know if the defensive backs have enough juice to necessarily bring stop the Brooks brothers completely. Um, I worry about Holly's offense a little bit in this game. They're From what we saw last night, it just it wasn't the wow factor that you, like Marlon had a couple of really big explosive plays that mm -hmm. could have maybe matched up a little well with Shiner and their explosive capability. I think the defensive line is super good, and I think they'll be able to cause some issues. But something has to start clicking in. Holly's offense for them to stand a chance against Shiner. Agree. You know, I, I think Holly's Holly's defensive line is a strength. The problem is that strength is neutralized by the Shiner offensive line. Shiner's offensive line is really good. And they're big. Um, they're big. They're physical. And then you combine that with the two guys they have tote in the mail and Doug and Dalton Brooks, makes it a tough matchup for Holly. And like mm -hmm. I said, I don't think Holly's offense is explosive enough mm -hmm. um, to keep up with Shiner. So I, I think Shiner's going to probably it, – it'll be close. Holly's defense will keep them in it, mm -hmm. but I feel like it's going to be the kind of game that Shiner pulls away in the second half and wins comfortably. Well, and I told Tepper last night, too, you mentioned uh, Deontay Ramon had – he had a great game. I mean, he had 25 – uh, carries for 141 yards, I think, but he never got in the end zone. And so for me, it's like if he, if he's, a, if they're able to find him in the end zone and get him down into the end zone, he he has the size and stuff to be able to kind of blow past Shiner's DBs. But they're gonna, yeah, they've got to get something. Yeah. What's next, Malpal? All right, let's go with a lot of people are asking about the China Spring and Quero game. Do you think that's going to be a blowout or is that going to be close? I don't. It's hard to predict a blowout in this round. Yeah, um, yeah. The state semifinals, but I, I like China Spring. I think China Spring is kind of a. I don't want to say a team of destiny, but you know, there's Rudy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Scoops waving at me there. Scoops. Yeah. You, that's again. You two. Again. <laughs> We're on the same we wavelength. Think the same. <laughs> now, poor Tepper. Jeez. Oh, don't poor Tepper me. Yeah. Dealing with you two. He that loves guy. It. He loves it. What do you mean? Yeah. <laughs> no, he hates it. Uh, <laughs> I think China Springs, they're not, they're, I just feel like they're a team of destiny and they're really talented. And mm -hmm. I, I just feel like they're they're the team to beat in 4A Division Two right now. I, th I think if, if I'm picking a state champion right now in 4A D2, it's China Spring. Quero's got the explosiveness to hang around. Quero's mm -hmm. made a habit of winning those close games, but I, I almost feel like that magic at some point winning those close games, it, the, uh, the odds catch up to you at some mm -hmm. point. Yeah, I've been super impressed with the connection that they've been forming like the past two weeks to that wide receiver, uh, LeBron Johnson. I think yeah. that he has been spectacular, and that's really what has kept Quero in the games. I think that the physicality that China Spring brings to the table is a little bit too much for Quero's defense to try and stop. And I mean, Getting Major Bowden down on the ground has seemed impossible for any team it this seems year. To be, yeah. <laughs> seems to be a challenge. Yes. So I worry about Too that. I think it'll football. be. I think it'll be close, but I think that China Spring, specifically in the fourth quarter, really starts to run away with I feel it. Like China Spring, I, and I don't remember what I put in my preview, but I feel like they're a you know eight to ten point favorite. Yeah, I would agree with that. What's next, Malpa? So we'll kind of combine some uh, questions here. So let's do kind of a game preview for Gilmer and Salina as okay. well as Southlake and Duncanville, and then we'll give which one's a better matchup. I know they're different divisions, but somebody just asked which okay. one of those games that's is really a better matchup. That's a good question as far as which one's the better matchup. I think they're both great matchups. I mean, I'd probably give a slight edge to Southlake and Duncanville, but yeah. you can't really go wrong with Gilmer Salina either. No, not at all. And um, you pick Gilmer, right? I did. I take, okay, I, take I, pu I pick Salina. I think Gilmer Salina comes down to which strength is going to take over in this game. Salina's strength is in the trenches. Mm -hmm. up, they're great on both sides of the ball up front. Gilmer's strength is at quarterback and in the offensive skill positions. So I think whichever unit wins that battle, if Gilmer's offensive and defensive lines can kind of make it a stalemate, mm -hmm. 
Gilmer's skill players are better than Solana's skill players, in my opinion, Gilmer will win the game. Mm -hmm. If Gilmer dominates up front, I think Gilmer's going to have a tough time getting their skill players untracked, which would uh, obviously severely limit their chances to win the football game. Right, yeah, specifically that Solana defensive front is just, like, dudes. Yeah, it's like They're an old-school Solana team. They are mm -hmm. they are big and physical, and they will they will strike you. So Tennyson has to be able to have time to throw, mm -hmm. or else that, yeah, that starts looking if nasty. If he does, there's yards. Oh, there's yeah, There's yards to be had, but they got to give him time. So that's, that's the thing. If, I, if I'm watching that game, I'm seeing who's winning that battle up front. Mm-hmm. If Gilmer Gilmer doesn't need to win the battle, but Gilmer just needs to, a, a stalemate. Right. And then with South Lake Carroll and Duncanville, I mean, I think that I the concern there is Duncanville's offense. Mm -hmm. Their defense – I think their defense is the singular best unit on the field mm -hmm. in this game. But I think South Lake always has a great offense. I think South Lake's defense has stepped it up enough this year to be able to kind of – mess up Duncanville's yeah, I just offense. don't know if Duncanville's going to be able to score enough points. Mm -hmm. Southlake's going to Southlake's not going to not going to score 40 on Duncanville. No. Probably not. I mean if they do, credit to them, they're going to win the football game. Right. Um, but I, I just don't think Duncan you're going to have to score to beat Southlake. Yeah. If you get up to 28 points, if yeah. Southlake gets up to 28 points, I don't I just, think Duncanville has enough. Uh, you know, the Duncanville offense, you know, Malachi Medlock's a great player and he's a battering ram. And if it's a close game late, advantage Duncanville cuz mm -hmm. Medlock wears people down. Yep. He is a big physical runner and they do a great job of getting medlock the ball in a lot of different ways because he's by far their best offensive player and they're big up front they do their offensive line does a good job uh but if Southlake can jump on duncanville early and get duncanville out of what they like to do mm -hmm. big edge to Southlake here duncanville's not good du reggie samples that duncanville offense does not want to get into a game where they're having solomon james drop back to pass in obvious passing situations. Yes. They, when they want to throw, they want to be very selective when they throw the football, and they want to kind of surprise you. Yeah, or, get, hit those little slant routes. Or, or throw the swing pass to Medlock out uh, of the backfield and let the receivers block. Those are like That's an extension of their running game, basically. Mm -hmm. Southlake, doesn't, Southlake wants to get Duncanville in third and nine, mm -hmm. and where they're having to throw the ball, push the ball downfield. That's where a big edge to Southlake. Yes. So I think Carroll's a little more complete of a team, and I, I feel like they'll win um, you know, you know, three to seven point kind of game. Yep, I agree. We're sticking that with, with sticking with that topic. It's a day. <laughs> we'll go with how about a game preview of Stephenville and Wichita Falls, Hershey. I, I think Stephenville's a darn stinking good team. Yeah, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I think that Hershey has had a great run, but I think when you look at Stephenville as a whole, just like we talked about just now with South Lake, they are just a complete team. I mean, they can score on you, and specifically, yeah, it's like their their defense. And we talked about it on Type and stuff the other day. Their defense, you look at them, and it's like this looks average. And then they go out there, and as a unit, they're mm -hmm. just function, the, function, the function. Some of the parts are greater resonate. than the individual individual pieces for yes. sure. Um, I think Hershey's had a great year. Credit to Antonio Wiley and the coaching staff, um, what Hershey's getting done in their last couple of years of existence. Um, but Region 1, not great. Mm -mm. Hershey's playoff path has not – I mean, Stephenville had to go through Paris, Argyle, and Melissa in three games in a row. Yep. Paris, Argyle, and Melissa probably – go to region one and probably either win the region or are the regional runner-ups well and like you said they try to outspeed people yeah hershey's got great speed and marion peterson jamari and carroll they've got playmakers their hershey's defensive line is really good like that's the thing to watch in this game is hershey's defensive line is outstanding i don't think hershey's offensive line can handle the stephenville front seven no. and i think eventually stephenville the hershey, de the hershey defense is probably going to be on the field way too long in this game and i think that's gonna be because i just don't think hershey's offensive line can block stephenville mm -mm. no i don't think so either what's next malpal <laughs> this is kind of a funny comment sort of question sort of a comment 
Step, what are you most looking forward to at Jerry World, and why is it the Super Bowl nachos? Oh, gosh. So. Pain. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Super I'm, Bowl nachos. I'm not most looking forward to Super Bowl nachos, although it is a tradition unlike any other. It's not the Masters. It's the Super Bowl nachos. Oh, God. On Saturday at State. you got to quit coining that phase, yes, phrase. Yes. It's, it's a tradition unlike any other. It's, it's amazing. Um, it is. It's really not amazing, but. It's amazing. Okay, I remember the first time that I saw it happen, I saw you get them, and then I was on the computer, and then all of a sudden I see a tweet that you took a picture that they were gone, and I look down, like, over the little, because, like, the, the booth that like we elevated, get has, like, yeah, yeah like, two, two of them, and mm-hmm. we're usually on the top level, and I, like, look down, and he's already back to, like, doing work, and I was like, where did they go? So <laughs> How did they go that fast? Well, you are the, the eating champion of the crew, the self-proclaimed eating champion. Um I think I'm pretty good eater. I mean, my I know my girlish figure does not lend itself to yeah, that. Yeah, no, you have to have cannons to <laughs> yeah, convince right. people but that you're I, the eating champion. I am a, uh, a eating champion um, myself, and I can put away food. And uh, yes, for once a year, I'll go get the Super Bowl nachos. And then they're gone in five minutes, and yeah. I just like they're good. I mean, they always look good. They're they're tasty. They do. They're, they're I, just, I don't think I would eat for two days. I think it's the size <laughs> yeah. of them. That's that's the it's a it's a well because not only is it like a hefty like container that it comes in but they don't short you on like the topping no, either no. yeah the height of it like oh, it's yeah, yeah. like density wise it's there it's a meal. like it's yeah. reached it's a maximum meal. density cuz it's out and up yeah maximum and you know it, they 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 don't chimp you know they don't you know they're not they're not chintzy with the uh, no. with the toppings it's uh I go easy on the chili you know for obvious reasons <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> but I, for the Thank sake you for of all of us for the sake of the press box yeah <laughs> Uh, but I do get um, the normal amount of cheese, and then I get I, I like pico de gallo and jalapenos, mm-hmm. so I throw pico and jalapenos on there, and we we go to ta- we go to work. That's just what we do. What I look forward to at state the most is uh, honestly seeing everybody, seeing everyone. It's because in the media we we run into each other periodically, but we don't uh-huh. we're not all together at once because we're all at different games. Right. So usually it's state championships. Maybe the seven on seven, seven state tournament. Yeah, and, and that's really it because a lot of media is school, not coaching they, school. A lot of media doesn't go to coaching, so it's like one of the few times a year that we all, I get to see everyone that I know, um, guaranteed more than likely. Yeah. So you know, because yeah. I run, like I'll run into Stephen Garcia from the Lovett Paper tonight, and I ran into uh, Nikki and Darby from the Waco TV station last yesterday, night. But yeah, next week they'll all be in one place. Right. So it'll be it'll be it, that's the thing I look forward to the most. I'm that's what I said it on the podcast. I think my personality. Um, on social media is a lot like my personality in person. Mm-hmm. Very true. Um, and so I like, I'm a people person. I like to be around, I like to see everybody and say hi and, and just BS with everyone. So being at state is a good chance to BS with everyone. I yeah. could not agree more. And Super and Bowl it, nachos are a close second. Though. And <laughs> I was going to say, the thing about that too is the fact that like it, do- 12 games in four days does get tiring you know mm-hmm. and so like yeah being able to be there with everybody else doing it is kind of what keeps you going you yeah. know Cause cause you're because you're that is boat. i mean that's a beating yeah and we do bits i mean we'll have lots of i think last last year i think the idea for the video blog may have come from me going live from the press box when oh I went my to gosh oh, yes, yes. My, my twitter I went, I went live on twitter and that thing blew up so nothing it was really better did. for me at state last year than malpal we kept going back to the press box to get like the little bitty Dr. Peppers that oh, you can get there. Awake, yes. And finally for like one of the last games, this one went down in like the actual concourse and bought like the big old Cowboys Dr. Peppers. And she just goes here. I thought you could use this. And I was like, <laughs> I almost cried like right then. And I was like, this is the best gift I've ever been given. Yeah. <laughs> it was you know fantastic. what we should do pro tip for the media is we should put like an empty, like one of those big plastic cups in our laptop bag and keep it there. 
So smart. That is oh, really that's smart. so smart. Because they give us these little big cuffs, we have to walk in it from where we are to the, where the press box. It's a pain. It's a hike. It's a, it's a, it is. We'll you get, get your steps, steps in. in. Yeah, yeah exactly. Look yeah. That. Wow, we're doing now, it now pal? too. I'm I a little like concerned that. about that now. Actually, <laughs> one, like one of us. One of us. I have officially I morphed into one of you guys. It <laughs> took me about a year, but here I am. You're welcome. Uh, I am. So yeah, so I, you know, I think maybe bringing like one of those big giant cups. Yeah, which yeah, I usually bring a water bottle, like a like a plastic container for water. Obviously, we don't fill it up. Now we're thinking. Yeah. We are using our brains today. Let's go. So it only took me like 12 years of going to go. state to <laughs> figure that out. Huh? I, was six, I was just going to say like three years in and we got it figured uh, out. I've been going like 12 years. If some of us a, move a little faster. What's next, Mel Pal? That's what my wife says too. The last thing about state is that last year I got a lot of anxiety because of how great the shoe game was from everybody. I got in, I got anxiety. Point. I was like, what am I going to wear the next day? Because the first day I just wore just regular. And I'm like, I can't wear these again. People it's are going to look bad bad upon me. Well, so yeah, I got to wear. And Devin, who y'all met before on the <sighs> yeah. show, big old tall Devin, he's like the king of shoes. Like, I mean, him and Craven, him and a Craven shoe fight. Yeah. Can, they, a shoe fight, yeah. they could go back and forth. Uh, but Devin, last year he started working during state. And so he came up and he was like, AP, I like the shoes. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's kind of like a thing here at state. Mm-hmm. And he told me the other day, he goes, I took that to heart. He goes, someone told me that at state last year, and I took it to heart. So I'm expecting, like, <laughs> pristine, Elite crisp, shoe game. yeah, from, from Devin. There All right, Malpout, what's next? I love it. Let's do a uh, biggest nail biter game uh, this weekend. Let's not count last night. We'll go ahead and do tonight and Ooh. for Saturday. We'll combine biggest those two together. Nail um, Let me see. A lot of good choices. Give me. I mean, s- I'm going to go Crosby Liberty Hill rematch. I like that. Going Crosby Liberty Hill. I like that that's a lot. My, that's my nail biter pick right there. Um. I mean, shoot, I think Wascom Franklin, the game that Mal Palish and I will be at tonight, is going to be a good year. one. It was a one-point mm-hmm. game last year, mm-hmm. and it's one of those between a slot T offense and a flex bone offense. Like, yes, you don't have tea. any room for error. error. Slot T is the devil. I'm so excited. Mal Pal's never seen a slot I have never tea. seen a slot T well, offense. Well, you did in state but last year. Right, but okay. Because I've I've just gone to big six A games and five A games and obviously they don't run the slot so, yeah, T so I'm very excited for it's that. Yes. But so there's like when you have that with both teams and the clock is just running the entire game. There's no room like there's no margin Guys, for error. Guys might be out of there by eight forty five. Legitimately. <laughs> Legit. Uh, yeah, but we're forcing Ish to come with us. So. <laughs> um, all right, Malpal, we got like two more. Yeah, let's go I ahead. Get on the road. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's go ahead and go with this. Is kind of interesting. Uh, what's the process, simplified, of course, for teams when choosing a venue? So, like, for example, Holly and Marlin, of course, mm-hmm. was played in Weatherford. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what's kind of that process on how they choose that? It's different for everyone. <laughs> yeah, it ver- I mean, every coach has their own quirks. And, you know, some coaches like to flip home and home. So um, yeah, are not home and home guys. It really depends on who you're playing. It, there's a lot of variables that go into it. I think part of the variables that go into it are who you're playing what round it's in. I think the further you go in the playoffs, you want to get to a nicer stadium. Mm-hmm. Weatherford was a nice stadium, but I wouldn't call that just like an elite. Mm-mm. It was a nice stadium, good for Holly and Marlin, but it wasn't like the star or anything. Right, right. So I, I think, in, you know, sometimes it comes down to stadium availability. I know a couple of stadiums couldn't get workers to, to work this weekend, so they couldn't play at those stadiums because they, they weren't able to get workers. So that comes into play, what day you want to play in. I mean, there's a lot of variables mm-hmm. going to it. I mean, there, there's and, and finding a location. If you, if you do go neutral – 
who are you playing and where is ha- where is somewhat close to halfway mm-hmm. for both teams mm-hmm. well and another thing that goes into it, a lot of times they like figure it out beforehand like a, like a week before they'll mm-hmm. kind of tentatively agree on it but the other thing is i mean pricing is a big thing too like yeah. all, they're all different so one team will agree and one team won't um, so i'll get so it yeah. like so for example um south oak cliff and lubbock cooper they're playing at shotwell today right mm-hmm. and there and somebody might ask well, why aren't they playing at abilene christian well lubbock cooper played at abilene christian the last two weeks South Oak Cliff's like, we don't want to play at Abilene oh, really? Christian. They're mm-hmm. comfortable there. We want to play somewhere else. Good point. So let's just go to another stadium in Abilene and play. So there's little stuff like that works out, too. Some And some coaches are super superstitious. Oh, I, yeah. I don't want to play there. I've never won a mm-hmm. game there before. Yep. Uh, so it, it, just, it really varies. Based, you know, and some of them are like, I don't like their locker rooms. Mm-hmm. You know, And then one coach unnamed was like, oh, the sidelines are too close. You know, it's just it really depends – Coaches are quirky people, and they have yeah. they're as individual as they as they are as personality. Their stadium preferences are vary just as much. That's funny. All right, Malpal, do we have an ender? Yeah, uh, let's go ahead and go with it's kind of it's a Christmas question. So who the has you pickle? This is she's gonna be the one answering this. Who has the coolest Christmas sweater in the office? I've never worn one, but it's gotta be me. I'm the yeah. only one that wears them. Yeah, right. Look at like, her. Look at it. I mean, yeah. it's it's got to be. That's you. just like that's just like a rotational sweat. That's not yeah, your like. That's I, not your go-to, is no, it? No, no, no. I I do, do have, have I do have a favorite one. I'm planning on wearing it on uh, Monday because okay. it'll be like the last day that I wear All a Christmas right. sweater because then sure it's state after that. Yeah. Um. So yeah, the favorite one will get busted out. But no, I'm gonna I'm gonna proudly grab that trophy and run with it Maybe. because it's fair. No one else wears them. Yeah. So I have one Christmas sweater and I only wear it at President Business Job. And it's a Baltimore Orioles Christmas sweater. So it looks like a. Halloween sweater. It's like a pumpkin. <laughs> yeah, it's black <laughs> and orange. It's got cr- it's got Christmas trees on it, but it's black and, like or- and orange. It's got, yeah, yeah. So and it's got Orioles logo on it and stuff. So, uh, speaking of next week, I know we're about to go. Do you want to give the people the schedule for next week? Because. Or do you even know the schedule? Um, yeah, so we will be doing, we're just doing, next week we're just doing our yeah. state breakdown show on Monday. Okay. And that'll be it. Because it's kind of one of those things, we're going to break it all down on Monday. So there's not super, like a real point in doing a Tuesday show. Plus we have to go set yeah, up set and up, everything. Tuesday's, Tuesday's set up day, right? Yeah, Tuesday's set up day. So we'll be at AT&T and then obviously we'll be there afterwards. So yeah, make sure Monday will be a beefy beefy show yeah. uh there's a lot of stuff coming out including i think some uh we're gonna have someone from the texas bowl on to talk about nice. texas football so yeah there's a t- monday will be like the big show of the year so make sure to get there for that but someone i think grab my credentials while you're there tuesday that's <laughs> yes yeah <laughs> big time um that's gonna do it for us thank you for spending part of your day with us like us on facebook facebook.com slash dave campbell's follow us on instagram instagram.com slash dave campbell's follow us on twitter at dctf and of course see all the action from this week and our state hub should be going live Sunday night on texasfootball.com. So a busy weekend ahead, but thank y'all for tuning in. For Matt Step, Mallory Hartley, I'm Ashley Pickle. Vince Young, please come get your Player of the Year trophy. We will see you Monday on Texas Football Today. Have fun this weekend.